0: In this episode, I'm gonna do a rundown of gear that I purchased this year. Now I've purchased photography gear and I purchased videography gear and mostly my purchases have been towards videography. I've made very little photographic purchases, but for both my sets of purchases, I've ranked them and I'm gonna talk about the best gear that I've bought in 2019. So I'm going to start with photography gear, and I've only got five things, which which is amazing, isn't it? So I'm not counting things like memory cards and, and other things like that. I bought very little, really, because I'm really quite content with my photography gear. I haven't, for various reasons, been able to get out and do much photography recently, which has been a real shame and thoroughly tragic. And I've not been able to make many YouTube videos recently as well. It's just coming towards the end of the year getting stuff done at work having a busy home life it's just meant i've not had time for things and, and things have fallen by the wayside so let's start at number five and in number five i bought some sellins gear this year now you might not have heard of Sellens, and it, it, it's flash gear Sellens essentially are a knockoff company they copy things and when I first started doing photography I always bought things that were the brand name and then I soon realized that a softbox is a softbox doesn't matter whether you buy the most expensive brands named softbox or you buy the cheapest one Softbox is a softbox. If you buy certain things from a big company like Manfrotto, you now get a guarantee, a lifetime guarantee. That's sort of worth it. And for certain things, I will buy Manfrotto. But for other things, I'll just buy the cheap imitation stuff. So I quite like the look of MagMod stuff. So Sellens do essentially MagMod stuff now. MagMod. Our flash modifiers, you put a sort of grip on your flash and then you can magnetically attach flash modifiers. So I bought a snoot, a diffuser, another diffuser and a grid. And I bought the Selen's derivatives of those. The Magmod ones are very expensive. The Selen ones are less than half the price. And to me, they do the same thing. There is a key difference. The Selen's grip is not very good. So you can buy them with or without the grip. I bought some with the grip and then I bought some without the grip because the grip wasn't very good. So I bought a snoot, two diffusers and a grid and I went for the Sennens ones of those. Number four, I bought the DXO1. And again, it's really good, but I just haven't had much time to use it. So the DXO one plugs into your iPhone via the lightning port and it gives essentially a separate camera. And you might think, "Mm, so what? It gives much better images than your iPhone. It's a little bit more fiddly to use. It's really good for doing portrait shots, though, because you can just press a button. So I use an iPhone 6S and even with the latest iOS, DX01 gives a better image. The DX01 also gives, it's almost like DSLR quality. You get a bigger sensor and you get a, a bigger aperture. So I'm on aperture f1.8 and it looks better. I get a much shallower depth of field. I can control my aperture, which I cannot on my smartphone, and I can control my shutter speed and ISO. And yes, I could get an app to have manual control over two of those things because I can't control aperture. On an iPhone but the DXO is just a better camera. The other good thing about it is it stores the images and their raw images as well it stores them on a memory card you're going to get slightly better battery life because the camera has its own built-in rechargeable battery and video is also better as well so I think I paid £45 for that because it is quite old I got a refurbished one on eBay so I paid £45 for that it's good but I've again not been out to use it much it's the sort of device where you could leave your dslr and your 35 millimeter lens at home and and just take just take your dxo out and again it fits in the pocket and you're probably getting comparable a slightly better image than you would on a compact camera and you've got a touchscreen as well so that's number four number three is cinefoil and i use cinefoil quite a lot i use it as a flag basically and what a flag does with lights is you want to illuminate something let's say you're having something side illuminated you don't want light spilling into the plane of the camera so you put something in front of it to block that so you focus the light only on the side or the background or whatever but none none spills into the camera well cinefoil is great for that and cinefoil is metal that's black it's stronger than sort of your aluminium foil you would use in the kitchen and you can shape it into what you want and wrap it around things and it's just useful for flagging really there's not really much to say about it and number two for my photography gear of the year would be the MagMod grip. So I talked to her about using Selen's modifiers. The grip's rubbish. It comes off. It's not strong. And if you use official MagMod stuff, you would put the MagMod grip on your flash. You put the modifier on top and you could shake it and it wouldn't come off. When you use the Selen's grip, you shake it and it comes off. And to me, the whole point of using the MagMod system is it doesn't come off. It's small, light and portable, but it doesn't come off. That's the real selling point. I watched a few online reviews of the Sellens and the MagMods and pretty much everyone said get the Celens stuff, but use the MagMod grip. So I bought a MagMod grip so much better. Once you put it on it, you probably don't want to take it off. It's that sort of thing because it's a bit of a hassle to get off, but it holds everything really firmly magnetically. And my number one photography purchase of the year is the Fuji XF10. I had the Fuji X70 and it was all right. And I I must admit, I didn't use it very much. And I wanted a small camera for street photography and I came across the Fuji XF10. So I sold my X70 and the money I made with that, I bought an XF10 and I would have done a review by now and an episode about the XF10, but I just don't feel I've used it enough to warrant doing a review. Again, I've not been getting out and doing much photography. I'm going to get out and do a little bit of street photography soon. But the XF10 to me is the poor man's Ricoh GR. I think it's really good. It's got a really bad review, but I think it's really good. I bought mine manufacturer refurbished. And like I said, the, the cost of selling the X70 paid for the XF10. It's a really small camera, nice little prime lens on it it's the same lens as the x70 got some really nice features but yeah just good for taking street photography and quick images and let's face it it's going to be much better than using my smartphone even with the dx01 on so that's all i bought for photography (laughs) now videography i bought many more things and actually i've been able to rank things up to 10 because i bought so much more (laughs) So in number 10 is a Velbon Ultra Monopod. Now, when I'm out doing video, it's quite a hassle to just hold your camera for a long time and keep it steady. Keeping it steady is really difficult, but I don't want to take a tripod with me. So I got a Velbon Ultra Monopod, which is really small. It's small enough to fit in your pocket. And I take that with me now and I just screw it into my camera and I drop it down. And then I've got a stable camera that isn't a hassle to hold and and is easy to use. And I use that while making a sort of documentary film for my YouTube channel. So I was standing around quite a lot, filming people do things and it was ideal for that. It took up no space. It enabled me to get steady shots. It enabled me to do some tilts and some pans and stuff and some spins and yeah, it's really good. Monopods, the better monopods are very big and bulky and it's almost like might as well carry a tripod. This is not bulky and it's just right and it's stable enough to to sort of work with medium sized cameras, which is what I have. So that's in at number 10. (laughs) Number nine is my GoPro Hero 7 and I've had such mixed feelings about GoPro the company which I will probably talk about later. I got a GoPro Hero 7 not straight away when it came out but a while after it came out simply to get stable video and to have something to record when I'm doing YouTube and when I'm out and about. The GoPro Hero 7 is very good. The stabilisation is very good. Yes, the 8 is better, but I certainly won't be buying the GoPro 8. The 7 is good enough for me and it gives, you know, it does hyperlapses. It does high speeds. It's tough. It's waterproof. And what was amazing was doing underwater filming with it. And I did an episode about underwater filming with my GoPro. And yeah, that gives a really good Uh, amazing 4k pictures and and 2.7k with stabilisation really good but I shall talk more about GoPro later in at number eight is a light, a Godox SL60. So I bought this to have a really powerful light. Now, where I do my YouTube stuff is generally on location or in my shed. But I wanted a really powerful light. The Godox is such a powerful light. I can just shine it through something and I'll talk about what that something is later and I've got a huge amount of light. It, it's an, You could point it at the ceiling and you could illuminate a whole room with it. It's LED powered. It does have a fan that does make a bit of noise, but it's not massively loud. In at number seven is the Feytech vlog pocket. And again, this goes back to my view of getting out there, doing things and not being laden down with kit. So with the vlog pocket, I can put my smartphone in it. It does fit in the pocket. It's really easy to set up and it's not difficult to balance. I Recently tried out a Feitech gimbal, and it just happened to be Feitech. And I sp- I would spend forever balancing it. For me, having a gimbal is it's quick. But when I was using the Feitech Big Gimbal with a variety of cameras, each time I put a lens on, I had to rebalance it. Each time I put a different camera on, I had to rebalance it. Otherwise, it sort of jitters. It, it's it's not very good. And in the end, I got fed up with it. And I thought I'll just use a smartphone gimbal. The Feitech Vlog Pocket had just come out. And it was a very good price, so I bought it, and I've used it loads. So it's really for those walking shots. I find if I stand still, film in my gimbal, we get movement, which isn't very good actually. I'd rather just put it on my monopod and film that way. I get a better static shot on that Velbon monopod. But the Feitech Vlog Pocket is in at number seven. Number six is a Steadicam. So going back to getting stable footage, as as you know, I tried out the Feitech. Gimbal and I gave up on it. I wanted to get steady footage with my bigger cameras. I didn't always want to be using a smartphone. As portable as it is, I wanted this year to really up my YouTube game and do better. So I wanted to get steady footage with my larger cameras and I was thinking well if I have to do a lot of balancing anyway I might as well get a steadicam now steadicams are mechanical they're just a big piece of metal with weights on you add weights you move bits about so I got one I bought one that was 37 pounds I got it on Amazon and initially it sort of drove me mad but once I practiced with it and I got used to it it was really good there's no batteries to it yes each time I change a lens each time I change camera I would have to rebalance it and yeah that that will take longer than a gimbal but I sort of get a more organic and a more natural shot out of it it seems better so that's number six it's not for everyone the steadicam you need a bit of patience and you need to practice but it it takes a little bit longer to set up than a gimbal but one of the advantages is once it's set up you don't have to do anything to it just put your camera on and that's that so i'll probably just use it with one camera mainly and that'll be that in at number five is an anamorphic iPhone lens. So I bought a lens to go on my iPhone to give an anamorphic look and I use it with Filmic Pro and in Filmic Pro I can de-squeeze the image. So I get a lovely wide anamorphic shot and it's really good and I have no complaints. It's not gonna be the best, it's on the smartphone, but it does look really cinematic and I can get lots of stuff in and that's why it's number five. So I've been really pleased with that and use that quite a lot. In at number four is the Insta360 Go. So this goes back to getting footage of me doing things and... I think I did my review of the Insta360 Go last week or the week before, I'm not sure. So the Insta360 Go just clips on me. I press it, it records. You can record up to a minute, but I found if I recorded a minute, I ended up editing too much out. 15 seconds seemed too little, a minute seemed too much, so I settled on 30 seconds. And I must say, I've been really impressed and pleased with the Insta360 Go. It won't give cinematic footage. It will give stable footage, and that's fine. It's really for BTS and just giving a context of what I'm doing. In at number three is a scrim I bought a scrim set again a cheap one and so it's basically um, bars that fit together and it will fit into a light stand or a tripod or a holder and you put sheets over it so I've got a white sheet and I shine light through it and I would use that with my Godox or other LEDs because I do use it with other LEDs and it gives a big large soft light and I can also put black and other ones on it and I can use it as a flag I can think i can use it as a reflector i can do quite a lot of things with it and that's really useful for my youtube filming and it packs away nice and small in at number two is the rode wireless go now the rode wireless go has been brilliant it's been really good i used to use a memory mic but the problem with the memory mic is it only works with a smartphone in theory the memory mic was good it was a brilliant idea you haven't microphone that syncs with the video and it attaches to you magnetically but it was plagued by errors the app wasn't very good and the app stopped working for my phone so in the end I I gave it back and I got the wireless go now the wireless go will plug into cameras smartphones it's not the best audio there are better audio so the audio setup I'm recording with is better but for video you need good audio and it's a hassle to record audio separately so I like to record it in camera and the rode wireless go gives good enough audio for in-camera recording you don't hear a lot of hiss you don't hear a lot of background stuff I wouldn't use it for podcasts and I have used it on a podcast episode and when I edited it I wasn't that happy with the audio quality but for video it's more than fine and it's just so easy you take it out of the supply pouch you press a button on both parts and that's it you just start recording it's really easy simple and that has been that has really made video recording easy and given good sound And in number one, it's really quite boring. It's a Manfrotto single arm and a Manfrotto super clamp. And I put those two together because I use them together. So the super clamp is really good. I clamp it on my table and I attach the arm to it. And it means I can have an arm go up and I can adjust the arm and point things down. I put my camera on it and I can point down and do my YouTube videos or I can aim it anywhere. If you use a tripod and try and point down, you always get the legs in and you can't sort of have it on a table, just doesn't work. So that enables me to do top down videos for YouTube. It holds your camera really well. You can put it in any sort of angle position. You can move it around. It's very customizable, allows you to get your camera in any sort of position. Really doesn't move and it holds it securely and you can put a lot of weight on it. You can put umbrellas and other things in it if you you want to or you could put lights in it. Manfrotto do those super arms. Now, they're very expensive. They're probably more versatile, but for the price of, for a very big magic arm, I'd probably be £150. So it's a fraction of the cost. I think the single arm is 30 does exactly the same, but just doesn't look as fancy and doesn't do it as fancy. But for me, recording top-down video is great. It works really well. A magic arm would have more uses. You could use it to position lights and stuff. But the super clamp and the single arm from Manfrotto are my number one because I use it in virtually all videos and it doesn't let me down. And it's just reliable and it's robust. So those are my top gear purchases of 2019. Some of them are new in 2019 and some of them have been around forever. Or the idea of them has been around forever. This time of year, everyone does a sort of review or the best of or this and that. I thought I'd just do the best gear that I've bought. Now, most of my gear has come from Amazon or eBay. The majority has, has come from Amazon. So as you can see, it's been mainly video stuff I've bought this year because I'm hoping to up my video game. That doesn't mean it's all kit. A bit of skill, thought and planning on my part, but I am aiming to up my YouTube video game. I keep saying this. This might be my last one for a couple of weeks while I have a rest at Christmas, but I found some time to get this episode out, and I wish you all a happy Christmas and a lovely new year. Thank you. Goodbye.